Say with me, spiritual locations. Say spiritual cities. If you were not here this morning, you're not going to understand. I really advise you highly to watch the service um, of this morning because it can um, get complicated. I try to recap in five minutes, but it's something that has to be opened up. Are you guys with me? Say it again. Say, how many were you this morning? Let me just see the hands. Okay. Say spiritual cities. So there are locations in the realm of the spirits. And I shared with you in Deuteronomy 33 verse 1. We're not going to go there, but it speaks of Jeshuron. Where Jeshuron was a hidden spiritual city. That people could not see with their physical eyes. Yet the Lord was the Lord of that city. And Moses was a king of that city. And the Lord came with 10,000 saints. Humans, but not humans. Spiritual beings living in a physical location. Think of it like this, like you're in South Africa and there is a city that is spiritual. You can go there, you cannot see anything, but there's people living there. And then those whose eyes are opened are allowed to see it. I know it clashes with some of our minds and thinking, but this, this is Bible, Deuteronomy 33, verse 1 to 5, where theologians try to remove or change this passage because it doesn't make sense. Are you guys with me? And Moses at his death, close to his death, was sharing and speaking of this city, saying the Lord is coming with 10,000 of his saints from a place called Mount Paran, Sinai and Sheir, and a place called Jeshuron, a spiritual location. Moses said, there I gave a law to them. And I was the king, the scripture says. Are you guys with me? Yet the Bible says nowhere does it reference Moses as king. Except that one verse. And theologians changed it and said, no, 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 the Lord was king there. No, 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 Moses was king. Moses said, I was king over a city which you cannot see with your physical eyes. I have made given regulations. Imagine being king over a spiritual people. That Paul not says you shall judge angels. Are you guys with me? John chapter number 3 verse 3. Unless a man is born again, he cannot see. Say with me, see the kingdom. So unless somebody is born from above, they cannot discern or have spiritual sight when it comes to spiritual locations or cities. Are you guys with me? But when you are born of the Spirit, born from above, you can walk into a city, a natural city, and you can realize, okay, but wait, these people are bound by a thing like this. Or you can meet somebody in the Spirit, you can see and say, but they are in this dimension, or this is where their rank is. Are you guys with me? Is this, so some I see like pockets where it seems utterly boring. I want your spirits to be open to receive the anointing. It is only the anointing that will set somebody free. You know, sometimes people can uh, be doctrine. Let me say it like this. False doctrine can destroy a person so quickly. Religion can destroy a person so quickly. Religion can make you 
and false doctrine can cause you to not receive things which God has intended for you to and cause you to be closed off. People, people are a product of the doctrine that's preached to them. I'm going to say it again. People are a product of the doctrine that is preached to them. Because what is preached to us, we believe. And what we believe, we become. Are you guys with me? So let us preach things where you can understand revelation. To know, but wait, there are deeper levels with God. There are deeper things in Scripture. Peter says that you will be established, that you shall be established in this present truth. So he's saying there's a past truth, there's a present truth, and there's a future truth. Those who are living in a past truth are in old wineskins, and the Spirit of God cannot be poured out upon them. Because the Lord is saying, unless it breaks, the wineskin bursts, and the new wine will be spilt, meaning I cannot bring a move of God, because their belief system is that of past. It is truth that they believe in, but it is past truth. Then there's a present truth. Are you guys with me? And usually God raises up a younger generation and gives them present truth that the previous generation fights. And then there's a future truth which every generation fights. Usually prophets will come out of their time and they will speak or preach about a future truth. Are you guys with me? Let me, let me tell you something Everybody accused a prophet, and I'm not going to mention the name for the sake of family and all those things that, that, that might uh, know me. Uh, uh, a lot of people accused a prophet in the nation uh, because he preached immortality. And they said he's a false prophet. Yet the signs that was following him was more than anybody that accused him. But he was preaching immortality. Are you guys with me? Saying you cannot physically die. What was happening? Was it false teaching? Absolutely. In relation to praise and truth. But he was speaking and preaching a future truth. That was just not fitting into this time. Because in the millennial reign, there will be no death. So... A lot of prophets will come with a future truth. They'll be judged by a present circumstance or as somebody that's living in present truth. And then those in present truth cannot receive the gift because of their limited understanding. Are you guys with me? So say with me present truth, say past truth, and say future truth. Then I've seen ministers that are stuck in a past truth. They continually think of revelation of 20 years ago. It must be done like this. I was sitting with uh, one minister, and they're not a prophet, they're just a minister, a big minister and so on, and uh, influential. But all they could talk about was what God did 20 years ago. Are you guys with me? Literally, the whole lunch was just what God did 20 years ago. Nothing of what God is doing now. And my spirit got grieved the whole meeting through. And the person is saying, hello, I used to, just swing my hand and people fell over. And I'm thinking, okay, what are you doing now? No, I could prophesy over people like this. So don't tell me about prophecy. That's fine. But what are you prophesying now? 
people back off from the anointing because it costs a price. Faith costs a price. Faith is not easy. And the gift works by faith. Are you guys with me? How do you pray for somebody that needs healing or that needs deliverance? Or how do you prophesy over You go by faith. If you don't have faith, the gift cannot operate or cannot move. So they would speak and this person would just speak about past truth. And say, no, you have to do it like this and you have to do it. And I'm thinking, where have you been? God has moved on. So you'll see in the nation of South Africa that the Lord has to wait for a certain generation to pass on. To move on. Well, listen to what I'm saying. Before a true genuine move can be poured out. Because they will oppose it and they would want to go back to a past truth. Are you guys with me? So when we speak about things, let's say spiritual location, the energy of God, and I'm not speaking of new age, I'm speaking of the energy of God, the energy of the power of the Holy Ghost, where you are energized from heaven to do the workings of the Spirit. Christians that are not energized cannot operate in the Spirit. Are you guys with me? Businessmen that are not energized cannot make money. Have you seen, have you ever seen, whether it's celebrities or big, even big businessmen? Well, let me, let me use this as an example. If you look at a president, except Biden, because he's as lazy as it comes. But if you look at a president, let's say, for example, Trump. They would work from five in the morning till two the next morning every day. It's like they can, they have so much ability. Why? They are energized for the position of authority that they are put in by heaven itself, believe it or not. Even heaven energizes a position like Kim Jong-un. Because every authority is of God. Are you guys with me? Even Putin, Mugabe, <laughs> every authority is of God. But it doesn't mean they go to heaven. It doesn't mean that God approves. It means that God has ordained that office for them to be in. So when you speak against them, you're not speaking against the person. You're speaking against the office. So you might not like the person, but God has ordained the office. In the same way that demons don't go after a person. Demons go after a mantle. Are you guys with me? Demons never went after Elijah. They went after the mantle that is on Elijah. And when it came upon Elisha, they went after the mantle. Demons couldn't care about a person. They care about a mantle that is upon someone. And they attack a mantle. And the greater the mantle, the greater the attack. Are you guys with me? It means you might have just gone through or your life has been hell because there's a measure to you that the enemy doesn't want you to discover. There's something about you that the enemy doesn't want you to discover because if you discover it, you might just walk in identity. 
Or you might just understand the power that's been given to you to move in. Are you guys with me? To say, but I'm not made for this life that I'm currently living. I'm better than this. Hey, God hasn't made you for minimum wage. Trust me. If you are a son or a daughter of the king with royal blood in you, you have to understand, but wait. My position is higher than what I'm living today. I deserve higher than what I am today. And you have to shift your position in the spirit so that the manifestation can be in the natural. Or you have to change your spiritual city and location so that it can manifest in the natural. Are you guys with me? So you have to change your citizenship in certain cities. So there are people that live in a city, a spiritual city. And as I mentioned, Jeshuron, I gave some examples this morning and we'll touch a little bit on it tonight. Some can be in a city that is bound with alcoholism. You need somebody to take you out of there. Because it doesn't matter how much you try, you're bound by the rules and the laws of that city. What is the rules of that city? You must drink. Are, are you guys with me? How is it that some Christians or even ministers, they can get saved, be on fire, living a life of holiness, yet they end up living, drinking and smoking and they accept those things as reality. I've seen Christians, they, are un, they started off on fire, yet now they are unable to not have a beer a night. What happened? Their citizenship changed to a city of sin that binds them. Because they came comfortable and became a city in that, a citizen in that city. They cannot, that is their culture now. That is their lifestyle right now. And God cannot use them further. They are bound in a spirit, I'm speaking of a spiritual city to explain a concept. Is that okay? To explain dimensions and realms. You know, when you look at the Queen of England, the kingdom, the United Kingdom, when she passed on, you see how, you see how, uh, how um, they spoke like this. I can't remember exactly, but they would say there's the realm, this realm, and there's that realm, there's a realm of certain islands, or there's a realm of Scotland, or there's a realm of, I can't remember the names, uh, somebody here might know, but there's more, there's different realms in the kingdom. So every kingdom has realms. Are you guys with me? Every city has angels that protects it. If it is a city of God. Even the wind in the natural. On the earth. Is angels that are situated in north, south, east and west. Their job is just to stand and breathe and speak and then wind would come. That is their job. Let's get to Bible. What is a rainbow? Whenever you see a rainbow, there's an angel standing there. <laughs> Are you guys with me? So what happened when the queen died? The moment she died, it began to rain and a rainbow was over the city of uh, London. Now, I'm not saying she is saved. I'm speaking of position and office. But there was an angel recognizing the death there. Are you, are you guys with me?
You can go see it. It's in the news. Huge rainbow the moment she died. And the scripture says in the book of Revelation, I'll get maybe you guys can try to Google it or something. Uh, I don't have that prepared, but it says where there's a rainbow, there's an angel who has the rainbow in his hand. So whenever you see a rainbow, you must know there's an angel there. There are angels that govern this natural world, which we see with our natural eyes just as elements, rain, thunder, rainbows. Yet in the spirits, there's angels there, there's angels there, there's angels there that governs seasons. I haven't even touched on a series of angels yet. We did a series surface level. You have angels of seasons. You have elders of time. 24 elders by the throne. Revelation 10 verse 1. Put it on the screen. There's another one also, but let me read this one. That's fine. I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun and his feet like the pillars of fire. So when you see a rainbow, there's an angel. Please read the Bible. You know, a lot of us, nah, that's only the book of Revelation. What are you talking about? Are, are you guys with me? I'm trying to get, I'm just explaining, I might be sarcastic, but I'm getting spiritual realities through. To make people, hey? Is that regarding an angel? Genesis, hey? David says no, you says yes. Huh? That's a covenant, that's no angel. Sorry, I'm just correcting my pastors. Because assumption will make an, a donkey out of you and me, you know? You'll catch it when you go home. Uh, assume, assume. <laughs> and okay. Huh? <laughs> um, it's fine. You swear much more at home, so don't judge me. Uh, you watch movies with so much swearing, so don't don't, don't judge me. I just uh, uh, no, I didn't swear. Um, where was I now? The, 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 the rain, uh, angels. North, south, east, west, seasons. Elders of time. 24 elders at the throne. 24 hours a day. It's each elder for each time. When it comes to angels, God has put a system into the world that angels govern everything. And He just sits on His throne. Because the moment He lifts from His throne, is the moment that somebody else will take it. That is why he had to put cherubims in by his Ark of the Covenant, uh, protecting the presence. Why did the presence have to be protected? Because it could be stolen. Are you guys with me? Whenever I read scripture, I try to read the opposite and put a question to it. For example, if God says to David, now I will no longer lie to you. What do you mean that you have lied to me? The scripture says, from now on, I will not lie to you. God says to King David. So does that mean that God has lied to him? Are you guys with me? And I'm not, I understand God cannot have sin and so on, because if he lies, he's not lying, he's speaking the truth. Even God's lie is the truth. Are you guys with me? But why does he come to David and say, now I will no longer lie to you? 
So there are angels that govern this natural world. Even when you look at nature, it just looks to you like natural elements because we're looking with a physical eye, not with a spiritual eye. It is a revelation that opens up your eyes of your spirit. That if a wind blows, you can say, but wait, there's something angelic about this wind or there's something demonic about this wind. Isn't it amazing when people look at storms, they always see it as demons. They never see it as angels. We always sense that demons is around or close to us or in this one's house. We never sense angels. And the moment we say, I see, we say, you know, there's angels. Yeah, oh no, you're an angel worship. But I can say demons and I'm not in demon worship. I was how many times accused? You're in angel worship, angel worship. Do you know how many wicked people we have out there? Wicked people. I mean like really wicked people. Their heart is, they, they judge you through the lenses of their own eyes, through the filters of their own hearts. We have people that write sometimes the most gruesome stuff about us. I had one day I made a video clip of, a, of my daughter. I was just recording her and she said how much she loves me and so on. And I just recorded the clip. I mean, people, some people wrote and say, oh, you know, your daughter is acting and there's no way... Uh, she can say that and it's be real. No, that's your life that's wicked and uh, deceitful. That you would sit and think a six-year-old or seven-year-old would now just pose in front of a camera and do it. Please. So people judge in the wickedness and they live a life in the natural senses, not spiritual senses. So there are cities, say with me, cities of the spirit. There's cities that you can live in, the cities that you can dwell in of the Spirit. That is why some churches cannot understand revelation. Yet others can. Why? Because they're in a city where it has not been opened up to them. There are some Christians that can never see the Lord. Because they're in a city where the Lord is not. I explained in, uh, I explained in, uh, in, 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 uh, in centurion this morning that if you or it was yeah, i can't remember but if you have the president in a capital maybe it was here let's use the president of the united states for an example because of the size of the country that it is and there's a hurricane in florida he goes and say, show face for a few minutes and he's back at washington so he doesn't live in Florida. He just shows face there. So they will have a catch a glimpse of him. But that is about it. So there's only a part of him there. Or there is a representative of him there. For example, a governor or so. Are you guys with me? There's a representative of the president in that country. Many people have seen representatives of God and not God. They've had encounters with what they would deem fit is God or Jesus Christ, and it was a representative. That is why somebody can have an encounter with heaven, and it is different from somebody else that sees heaven. Because the one sees it like the city of Cape Town, another one sees it like a small town around the corner from Joburg, which is in a farm area. Totally different. They'll explain it different, but it's the same country. Are you guys with me?
So spiritual things can never be verbatim black and white. We can never say this is how an angel must look. We cannot. We cannot say this is how an encounter with God should be. The moment we do that, we put religion upon a people and we allow or cause a people not to encounter God because now they have a perceived concept or idea of how God is supposed to look and speak to them and they can miss him completely. Are you guys with me? So when Moses walked past the burning bush, he saw the bush burning and he carried on walking because he had a perceived idea of this cannot be anything of God. But then something said to him, hold on and just look again. And he, and he turned aside and he looked deeper. And then a voice came out of the bush and spoke to him. And the voice that came out of the bush, the book of Hebrews tells us this, that an angel stood in the midst of the bush. Another translation says a man stood in the midst of a bush, the burning bush. So when Moses was walking and he looked at a bush that was burning, there was a man that was standing in the middle of the bush and the man was burning, but not burning. Now what does that make you? Moses coming out of witchcraft and dark arts. He would look and think this is black magic. I'm going to move on. Yet God was in there. When the disciples were on the, um, the Sea of Galilee, I believe it was the Sea of Galilee. I believe so. And there was a storm. And they looked and they saw and Christ was walking on the water. But they couldn't see that it was him. And they cried out and they said, it is a ghost. And then the voice of Jesus came out of them and told them, came out of them and said to them, it is I, be still. But what they saw initially as a ghost was God. Are you guys with me? So say with me spiritual locations, spiritual cities. Go with me, let's go to, uh, and I have so much to get into this, into this message. And I shared with morning, just remember this morning, Jeshurun, born again, those who enter, and etc. Go with me to, go with me to Job 38 verse 18. Job 38 verse 18. Leska abreke donoska adeledenaste. Listen to this, listen to this. Spiritual locations. Have you comprehended the breath of the earth? Put in the King James for me. Have you perceived the breath of the earth? Declare if thou knowest it all. Where is the way where light dwells? Say with you, where light dwells. He says, where is the location where light lives? Meaning that science have the ability to measure the speed of light, but they don't know where it's coming from. Are you guys with me? But God is saying in the scripture, listen here, I have a location, a place where light dwells. For everything in the spirit, I've got a location or a storehouse. Which means that your finances will have a storehouse where it is produced from. When prosperity comes to you, it is because it is a place that God has opened up. 
Nothing in this natural world appears without first being in the Spirit. Paul says nothing of the things that you can see. Or he says the things that you have seen is made from the things that are unseen. Are you guys with me? If I look at the speaker, it came from an unseen realm. We'll get back to this verse right now. Let's get to technology. And I'm going to minister onto a little bit of technology of heaven uh, later on. Uh, maybe before the end of the year, I'll see. But say with me in heaven first. Say in the spirit first. There's nothing that comes as an invention that has not existed before. Whenever there's an invention, there's an angel that accompanies that invention. And I'll show that out of scripture. Are you guys with me? Is it okay if we preach revelation like this? We have gone through the basics with encounter and we'll do that again. But there's just a season that I feel that we should tap into what we call the meat and the deep things of God. They'll call us heretics for it. They'll call us false teacher for it. But uh, I don't care. As long as it feeds people and it fills or it makes this. If it is truth, it'll make your spirit leap. Are you guys with me? Technology of heaven. There's technology that existed long before it existed on the earth. Um, it was Cain's, Cain who built a city, I believe, oft and called it after his son Enoch. And called the city Enoch after his son. What does it take to build a city? Some of you can't build a city now. Yet Cain, the second person on the earth, built a city. Not only a city. For a city to be built, there has to be edifices, skyscrapers. For the Tower of Babel to reach heaven, there must be a skyscraper. Who's into construction here? Let me just see. Two, three people. For you to build a skyscraper, you don't build five stories with just um, sand. So an angel came and showed them how to mix brick and mortar to create cement. Another angel came and showed them alchemy. Are you guys with me? To discover metals and the creation of metals. Because a skyscraper to be built would require steel structures. I don't know if you understand. They built for a tower of Babel to be built and God is saying, if I do not stop them, they will build this tower straight into heaven and they'll reach heaven. Where did they get the technology from? An angel came from heaven, revealed it to them. It's all there in scripture. We just choose not to really look at those things. Then there was another son of Cain. I believe it was another son of Cain. I'm not sure. But it's there and I'll do a teaching on it. Who discovered armory and weaponry. He was over armory and weapons. Which means that he started weapons. He was given the knowledge. Epignosis. A, a, um, a, uh, a supernatural realm of knowledge. 
that is not tapped, able to be tapped in by anybody, but given to an individual only. And I'll give examples just now. So he's, he gets this knowledge to build weapons given by an angel to him. And he begins to build weapons. Say with me, swords. So listen to this. This, I believe it was one of Cain's sons, but it was around there in the family. And I can get into the scripture now. It is one of his sons. Okay, what's his name? Tubal. Tubal, somebody like, something like that. Okay. But he was given charge over the invention of weapons. Beginning to discover a sword. Discovering a spear. Discovering other weapons. Yet, in the Garden of Eden, way before that, angels were standing with flaming swords. So men only discovered swords. How did they see those swords? They had to see angels with the swords. So swords were in heaven before they were on earth. Weapons were in heaven. Why is there weapons in heaven? Are you guys with me? Because there was a war in heaven. So what other things are in heaven? We can get to vehicles where chariots of fire went round about Elijah. Chariots as angels that an angel called the Ophanim was literally the spirit that was in the wheels of the chariot. That was that angel's job. Are you guys with me? And then I can get deeper into vehicles where the book of Ezekiel speaking about a wheel that has an axle. That means that the wheel can turn this way and that way. But what is an axle? What, ve what has a, a vehicle has an axle? Because it has a steering wheel. That if you turn the steering wheel, the axle goes that way. And the scripture says there's an axle in this wheel. A wheel within a wheel. That if it goes, it can go this way while going forward. And they're only really discovering that type of wheel now. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. There are technology that existed in heaven before. So there are spiritual cities and locations that can be tapped in by humans when God changes your rank. So as he chose Cain's son for armory, there was another one put over livestock. And he was the one who ran livestock from the beginning of time of humans. Are you guys with me? And livestock, what is livestock? It is simply the stock market. So when a couple of cows dies, is the stock market dropping at that time. So that's where we get stock market from is livestock. So he was put over the stock market. Another one was put over the armory, the weapons, technology. Another one was put over music. He created musical instruments. Say with me, communication. So what do you have in this time? You've got certain individuals. You have, let's say, Elon Musk over, over his technology. You have another one, whoever it might be, whether it is the guy from Facebook or whatever, over communications. Are you guys with me? You have another one over the stock market. What's that other guy? That other guy that crashed the stock market. Um, what's his name? It doesn't matter. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. But basically they decide how the stock market goes. 
another one put over the stock market and you have these individuals three or four individuals that run the armory the weapon the technology another one the communication another one the stock market where do they get the knowledge or the intelligence it is supernaturally inspired the same way it happened with Cain in those days it, Jesus said in the coming of the days of the son of man it shall be like the days of Noah what happened in the days of Noah angels came to slept with men and when they slept with the sorry with the daughters of men when angels slept with the daughters of men they went into contractual agreement with their fathers but how do you know it it's in scripture the Bible says the fathers gave their daughters in marriage to the angels and in those days when you would you would do an arranged marriage because there would be a benefit so when they gave their daughters in marriage there would be a heavenly benefit they would get knowledge from fallen beings to be able to live and rule on this earth and then they begin to find out but wait since we can tap into this when it got to Sodom and Gomorrah many years later it's no longer the fallen angels sleeping with the daughters of men it is men looking for angels to rape them because they know the moment we rape them and we sleep with them a portal is opened and we have access into information this is Bible stuff are you guys with me? I understand that many of us just learn about Jesus in the New Testament. <laughs> Jesus said, you must look and see that the days that I'm returning and I'm coming, it will be like the days of, the, of Noah. When it was so evil upon the earth that God said, I can't spare one because all the seed is corrupted. Are, are you guys with me? So I want us to think a little bit deeper when it comes to spiritual stuff. Because there's a spiritual realm and activity that is heightened in the days that we are living. Very heightened. And Christians that are living in a dumbed down level or degree. When I say dumbed down, they're not aware of spiritual things, activities. And they just go day by day and they don't understand. But wait, there's a spiritual significance behind this. Or there's a spiritual reason or reaction behind this. Or I must not... To fall for this one thing or that one thing I must be uh, I must be spiritually aware when, then you will have the upper hand when it comes to certain things you'll be able to discern the times and the seasons are, are you guys with me there are so many churches that don't want to embrace live stream yet they lose out the ability to minister to thousands or there are other churches that has a live stream, but it's like five people. And they don't see the importance of making it strong. It is an opportunity that God gives you for your message to go out. When we preach, we don't only preach to Yeren Centurion, we preach to many that are watching online. After our message, after our live stream, usually on a Sunday morning, you'll take the three hours afterwards. There's people from all over the world that's commenting, that's watching religiously the meetings people that fly in just to be here are, are you guys with me just to come and receive what is happening here why they might come out of a country where it's dry where there's no revelation no encounter no experience 
So God has made a church to be local, from local to global, instantly. So what did 2022 do? It instantly shifted the church to become global. That every pastor that might just have a small congregation, his message could now be heard if he has any common sense or passion. Just to say that, uh, you know, let me just embrace this or let me be creative. Wealth these days is not only in properties or gold or money. Wealth is in attention. Are you guys with me? So with me, attention. Who are those who get global attention? Who are those who just get, no, they get attention. Mm, you don't want to hear this. Hmm. I just see people like, uh, I pray that the anointing will come in here because some just look at me like hopelessly. I must not be dismayed by your faces. Get into the presence. Get into, put a smile. Tell your face you are happy. Just put a smile on your face. How do you get attention? How do you get wealth? Or how do you tap in? To the ability to get wealth say with me attention so if you have a business get attention money comes to value money is attracted to value so if ten dollars an hour comes to you it's because that's your value money measures value I'm not saying that's your value in Christ. I'm saying that's the value you provide. When you increase, people want to increase their money when they're supposed to increase their own value. When you increase your value, money will increase. So instead of saying, how can I make more money? Say, how can I increase my value? So that wherever I go, people can see value. And they can say, I want to, I need you in this area. I need you in that area. Are you guys with me? So money is attracted to value, but now these days, value is an attention. It's in how big you can get attention. Somebody can be a mechanic and they can just be a mechanic. Another person can decide, I'm going to put up my cell phone here. And I'm just going to put it on while I'm working on the car. And then I'm going to call the video how to fix this, how to change your spark plug or how to do this. Do you know how many people YouTube? If I want to open up, if I have to do anything with the car, I YouTube. How do I do this? Now somebody says, I'm going to catch attention and I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to make a scene. A lot of people think mm, that a lot of people are just being fools. On the internet no they're doing it on purpose to get attention the currency of today is attention if you can catch people's attention it increases your value I know it is not supposed to be like that but unfortunately that's just how the season has shifted and the moment you don't catch attention, meaning the moment you don't do something controversial. I've seen churches. Let's say we preach a message on faith, hope and love. 
and I put it on the internet. Maybe 200 views. Let me preach a message on the prophetic or what I just mentioned, preached on now. Put that up. Thousands of views. Why? People like controversy, attention, sensation. So Jesus, when he preached, he used everything to create sensation, to create attention. When he would go into a city, the Bible says they knew even about him before he came into that city. His fame went out before him. Good fame or bad fame, but it went out before him. Are you guys with her? They put us on TV, on national TV and made a whole show about us. It didn't do nothing to our church. All it did, it created a bit of attention. People are not worried. To, you know, we have in Cape Town, we have people, there's some, a certain big church and they forbid their people to even watch our stuff. And it's a well-known church. And I thought the person liked me. Obviously, he doesn't. Um, why? Because there's just something that threatens them about our preaching. But that they would say to their people, do not go. Now their people want to come more. You never tell your people, don't go to a place. It's rule number one of parenting. Reverse psychology. 101. And the more they tell people, don't go to encounter, the more they want to come and say, why am I not allowed to go there? Now, Leon is operating in witchcraft. We haven't even dug into prophecy this year. I mean, we haven't even delved into it because this year I just kind of like backed off. But when we went into real accuracy of those witchcraft, in the meantime, we're operating by faith. We're stretching our gifts, exercising our faith, practicing the gifts. They said, no, 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 it's witchcraft. People are going to eventually say, okay, but that witchcraft is answering more prayers than what your uh, church is doing. That witchcraft is getting me healed or that witchcraft. Are you guys with me? It's getting me delivered. So they will always question the source of your power. Even with Jesus, they says where he casts out devils by the power of Beelzebub. They said this, yes, he casts out devils, but with the power of Beelzebub. So they always say, yeah, uh, uh, Leon prophesies, but you know, it's a familiar spirit. Oh my goodness. You don't even know what a familiar spirit is. You've never seen one. You don't even know what a demon is, but we're operating by familiar spirits. That's the most classic thing for to say regarding prophets. Are you guys with me? Anything that is spiritual will offend somebody unless they are living in the same city. So they might come into encounter and say, mm, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with, no. You're, hey, you're in a different city. Unfortunately, our laws are a little bit different. We do not keep God in a box. Listen, they call Jesus a con man and a fraud. And they said he's a madman taking people's monies. A fraud going from town to town, stealing from the poor. What did Jesus do? He caught attention. He grabbed attention. Because I can tell you this, when you have attention, leaders might hate you, but people follow for an answer. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There is no way your ministry will flourish in the days that we are today without a demonstration of power. 
Are you guys with me? So say with me, spiritual locations. So listen, we read in Job 38 verse 18, go back to me there, that where light dwells, there's a place where light dwells. There is a location where light dwells. Go verse 19. So he says, where is the way where light dwells? And as of darkness, so within darkness, where is the place thereof? He's saying, listen, light has a place where it comes from. I have a city of light. Darkness has a place where it comes from. I have a city where darkness is. Don't think darkness belongs to Satan. The Bible says that God hides himself in darkness. Now that's another, another place it says God dwells in darkness. Are you guys with me? If we say darkness is from the enemy, we don't know what darkness is. God owns everything. He owns the light. He owns the darkness. Satan will be in light and will deceive you. The Bible, Bible says he comes as an angel of light. So what now? Are you guys with me? So let's go. So where is the place thereof of darkness? Next verse. That thou should take it to the bounds thereof, to the boundaries, and that thou should know the paths of the house thereof. So the house. So he says that you should know the house of light and the house of darkness. The word house means city. That you might know the city of darkness and the city of light. Meaning that there's a spiritual location where I contain these elements that you call natural things, whether it's light or darkness or seasons or wind, oh, sorry, or wind or rain. Even where rain comes from, there's a place. Elijah had to get on his knees and put his head between his knees and pray until rain comes. But rain first came with the clouds. Why? The moment it came with the clouds, Elijah said, okay, I'm reaching the spiritual city now through prayer. Through my prayer and my fasting, getting on my knees, praying and interceding for rain to come. I'm reaching a spiritual location and I'm bringing the rain from there. If Elijah can pray that rain can increase and come from a location, your finances can come and increase from a location. Your health is located in a city. And by prayer, you can bring it from that place to where you are at. Are you guys with me? Say with me, Revelation. It is a matter of knowing, but wait, if I seek God, if I seek His face, and I get on my knees and I pray, I can get into a spiritual city and capture or bring the things that belongs to me. Or my rank can be shifted and changed. Are you guys with me? Have your seats, have your seats. Is this, is this too much for you? No. Say with me, Revelation determines the kind of city that I live in. It takes Revelation to enter a city. I'm speaking spiritually, is that okay? Because you can live in Krugersdorp, but you can be in a different city spiritually. Some can be in a city of high revelational rank. Others can be in a city of a lower city. Your deliverance comes when you're taken out of a place.
and put into a new place. God said to his people, to Moses, you will take my people into Canaan, the land that I promised them. But there are spiritual entities there. There are giants that dwells there. Mixed seed. What happened to the, to the flood? I thought the flood removed them. Are you guys with me? And then the, two spy, the 12 spies went in and two of them said, okay, they were positive. The other says, we were grasshoppers in their sight. And there were giants in front of us. So the seed came forth. Where the, where when we read the scripture, we think, but wait, the flood is there to wipe out the impure seed. Yet it came through. So we see giants by Canaan. We see giants in the promised land. We see giants in in, in, in with David at a city called, I believe it is Rama. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I believe it is Rama. We see giants dwelling there. We see giants even after that. We see the Nephilim seed coming through. The seed, so you have the seed of Christ. You have the seed of Adam. You have the seed of Cain, which is the seed of Adam, the seed of Cain. And then you have the seed of the serpent and the seed of the serpent is still alive today so there was not only one place where angels came down there were numerous places where angels came down from heaven slept with the daughters of men it happens today how many people have sexual encounters with demons are you guys with me getting impregnated demonically. Having, or the seed of the serpent, having world rulers set in place for the end time to give birth and way for the anti How's the Antichrist going to come in? Through the seed of the serpent. So there are people that are not really people. Okay, let's leave. And I don't want to get into that because then we get into Calvinism and, uh, you know, it's just going to confuse people. And uh, with this stuff, we can't really preach it. But the times are getting evil where we have to understand. But this is why deliverance is breaking out. Because the times are getting darker and darker and darker. Are, are, are you guys with me? So say with me, spiritual cities. Let's go to... Let's go to... Um, Let's go to, uh, let me see. I shared with you this morning, just to go in, in, in line. Oh, no, I need to get to another place. Um, we see how Jesus was on the mountain. Ma uh, Matthew 17 verse Matthew 17 verse 3 let's let's go there and behold Moses and Elijah appear to them talking with him so just that verse we understand that Jesus was on the mountaintop here he took Peter James and John with him and Moses and Elijah appeared to him and I shared with you this morning Mount Zion the city of the living God with innumerable angels and just men who were made perfect. They could see 
That means if you had a family member that was unsaved, oh sorry, that is saved, but got but passed away, that in Mount Zion you can see them walking like this. Go with me to Hebrews 12, verse 20, 22. Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable company of angels, to the great Asaphic company of angels. So in Mount Zion, there are angels, innumerable angels. Mount Zion is a spiritual city. Is that okay? To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. So there are those who died in Christ, like Abraham's bosom, that went to Abraham's bosom uh, from the Old Testament, who are registered, say with you, registered in heaven. So their registration and their citizenship is in heaven. To God, the judge of all. To the spirits, say with you, the spirits of just men made perfect. So he says in this city, there are spirits of men who were just. And when they died, they were made perfect. That is why Jesus, when he stood on the mount uh, in, in Matthew 17, verse 30, Mount Transfiguration, he could see Moses and Elijah. Because he touched Mount Zion, the city of the living God. He wasn't speaking to the dead, he was speaking to the living. Are, are you guys with me? So, why, why is a spiritual city important? Why is a location important? Say with me, energy. It is a place where you get energized from heaven. There are some who live in a city that is higher in degree or dimension, that is higher in rank, and they receive energy from heaven. I'm not speaking of new age energy. New age energy is sissy stuff. New Agers will tell you, and it gets into the church a lot. New Agers will tell you, uh, you know, we are all energy. And demons are actually uh, wrong energy. And all this, no, 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 no. Demons are entities. You are not energy, you are a spirit. When I mean energy, I'm not speaking of just some invisible force. I'm speaking of the working inside of you of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, the exceeding greatness of the power that is working towards us by the working of His power. By the working of His power. The word working is energio, which means that the power of God in you is dormant unless it is touched by the energy of heaven to begin to be stirred up. It's like a car. A car can be full of fuel. But unless the key is put in and the ignition is turned on, there's not an energy spark that goes. And that fuel is only potential power. A dynamite is potential power. Unless the energy of God, which is the fire of the Holy Ghost, can light a dynamite stick. So what is energy? Say with me, fire. It is the fire of God that energizes, stirs you up. Have you ever been around some people and it's like there's just an inner, it's like they are energized. It's because they are energized from heaven, many. You can also be energized by sin. Are you guys with me? 
So how do you get energized? Say with you the secret place. The more time, listen, if you want to feel the energy of heaven, get into your secret place and fast on water. Two weeks, you will come and repent and say, I've encountered the energy of heaven. Are you guys with me? It is just that people, that many Christians are not, are not um, that hungry. We have Christians that just say, Lord, thank you for the day, the evening, in the morning. They maybe say a little prayer. Many of them don't even. They maybe say a little prayer and that is it. And they go on with their daily work and they wonder, but why is everything chaotic? While Satanists are eating their own children for power. Killing their own children, killing animals, getting committed, staying committed to certain high days for power. Yet Christians are flaky. Now I wonder, you know, ach, drinking wine is not that bad, you know. I can, I, I, can, I can go and get drink. I can just go drink a few beers with my rugby friends. I'm, yeah, go do it. You'll never have any effect in the kingdom. That's the truth. Or you can say, I want to change my life completely. I want to let go of the energy of sin and death. I want to be energized by heaven. And I promise you, the moment you lock yourself away and you fast, I give it two weeks, you'll be so energized by heaven. You won't even know what is happening with you. You will look at somebody and you'll see their past, their present and the future. You want to pray for somebody and devils will come out simply because you were energized from heaven. You touched a location, a city of the living God called Mount Zion, where angels dwell. Where God is the Lord, Jeshurun, as I preached this morning. Are you guys with me? How do you get there? You die to the flesh. The Bible says that Jesus, he, if the Bible says in the book of Philippians, He made Himself of no reputation. Say with Him, no reputation. How do I get the energy of God upon my life? I need to lose my reputation. What is reputation? I'm, tell me something. How many of you here have stolen? Raise your hands for me. Okay, those who haven't raised their hands, you are having too much reputation. Who of you have committed adultery? You see, that's why God is not using anyone. Because you think you're righteous. Yet you do not know. The moment you just looked at a woman to lust, you committed adultery. So everyone, with no exception, you committed adultery. Whether woman or man, don't think woman is exempt from this thing. I've seen women lust. Dear God, in the West Rand, let's just stay, stay away from the West Rand. So instead of being self-righteous, the Bible says Jesus made himself of no reputation. People could think he was a fraud. They could think he was an adulterer. They could believe that he was a wine bibber, that he cast out devils by the power of Beelzebub. He didn't care because he made himself of no reputation. 
And because of that, the next verse says that God lifted his name and made his name above every other name. He lifted him to the highest place. How do you get into one of the highest cities? You lose your reputation. You die to yourself. Unless a seed of a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it cannot live. Are you guys with me? Unless believers are at a place where their flesh is dead. Well, how do you become dead? I shared this morning where you begin to serve in the church. Your flesh is just not alive. You see, a lot of people don't want to serve because they are a little bit entitled. They've got nothing to be entitled about. But they are a bit, in, how can I do that? You know, how can I clean the toilets? Clean the toilets. It is God's, it is God's orchestrated design to anoint you. The anointing doesn't come any other way. It doesn't. You can give money. You can do any. The anointing does not come out serving. The oil comes on those who serve. Are you guys with me? So say with me energy. So you get energized when you're in the right spiritual location. You create a spiritual location, whether it is at your house with a secret place. I mean, I've got, I've got an, I can pray in our bedroom. I can be in the living room. A lot of times if, 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 if I'm alone, I'll sit maybe in the living room and I'll pray or I'll work on something or a message. Yet I can't sense God that fully. Unless I go into a place which is designated for him, which I consecrated and anointed. Are you guys with me? Which is my office or my prayer room. The moment I sit there, God is there. There's a residue of his presence there. Now people can say, oh, but you must experience God everywhere. That's a low level. It's omnipresence. It's his omnipresence that's everywhere, but not his manifested presence. Get into a place where you can say, I know my spiritual location, where to get God, how to get energized. I can change. Okay, I'm in the city of poverty or in a city where everybody's battling with this one thing or that. I want to shift my cities. How do I shift a city? I need a man to give me a key to open up or give me access into another city. I need to die to myself completely. And then revelation shifts you from one city into another city. Why do people not understand Encounter Church? Because they're not in our city. They might say, Encounter is a cult. Encounter is evil. No, no, no. We are different. We're not evil. We have been privy to know a little bit more than what you do. Because your pastor, your minister has not... Uh, it's a smaller city. Are you guys with me? It's a small town. Shift cities. You will speak our language. But you can come into encounter. You can say, I don't understand this language that they're preaching. Or the, the revelation. I don't understand what they're saying. You don't understand our accent. If you go to New York, if you come from, if you go to America, because we're going to America soon. And I remember you'll be in New York. You cannot even, you're like, what the heck are these guys talking? They have an accent that you have no clue. You cannot hear them. You cannot understand, I promise you. When it gets to your real, and I know there's a lot of people watching from the United States. And you come from the South, it's totally different. But in New York, I got into the airport, I'm like, the, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? You know, what are you saying? 
And they, they just, the accent, the behavior, everything is different. And you'll get offended if you don't understand them. You will think they are rude, yet it's the normal for them, it's their culture. So there are spiritual cities and locations. How do we change that? Say with me, impartation. Be energized. You get energized in a location. Just for those who think we are new age, let's put on Ephesians 3 verse 20. And I can go into so many scriptures with energy. I don't want to get into that. And I speak about the energy of God, the energy of heaven. Just one. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly. Say with me, exceedingly. Abundantly above all that we ask or think. There's a place where God can do things for you. That is way beyond what you can imagine or think or comprehend. But it is according to the power that works. Say with me, works. That energizes in you. Next verse. Oh no, sorry, one, one verse back. Say with me, according to the power that works. That energeo in the Greek. Which means the power that is energized. A lot of Christians receive power, but it is not energized. They are dead. All it needs is a kickstart or a spark by the fire of God. And then they need to keep that flame burning. They need to be in a place where they are energized. If you're in your prayer room and you feel, but ah, I'm not even feeling anything. You're doing something wrong. You need to say, okay, I need to approach God differently until I feel energy coming on me. That when I walk out of my prayer room, if I spent an hour in prayer or I'm fasting for two weeks, I must have energy upon me that it feels like my whole body is full of light. Are you guys with me? And that is how power is carried. And when people don't do it, Christianity becomes boring. Christianity becomes completely boring for them. Because they're living just in the natural world. They see wind as wind. They see rain as rain. They don't understand the operations of angels. They don't understand that angels talk to you by the measure of light that you carry. By the measure of energy that you carry. So water, if it is frozen, if it, sorry, if it goes to below zero degrees, it becomes ice. If it goes above 100 degrees or whatever degrees, it becomes steam. 1,000 degrees, I'm not exactly sure, but it becomes steam. Are you guys with me? Same thing, it's still water. But the form changes. When you get energized by heaven, your form can shift and change. Angels can only interact with people with a certain form as a rule. Only once there is a certain amount of light and energy in you can angels feel comfortable. Now they can sovereignly come and give a message. But I'm speaking of the getting into Mount Zion and seeing a company of innumerable angels. Innumerable angels. The level where Peter's angel or they thought his angel came to his house. They were just, ah, oh, it's his angel. The place where you can entertain strangers yet it's angels. It comes when you are energized. Christianity becomes exciting. Are you guys with me? Somebody else will just see a normal situation. You'll stand there and think there'll be manifestations or reactions. Because there's an energy in you that you receive from your prayer room. That is making the devil upset. 
Are you guys with me? Say energy. It's the energy of God. Meaning that Samuel had so much energy that Saul, when Saul tried to kill him, sent soldiers to Samuel. 50 soldiers at a time. And the first group of soldiers came to him. And when they came into the presence of Samuel, they couldn't kill him. But they began to prophesy. Because Samuel's energy was stronger than theirs. And, they, and Saul is saying, but no, no, what nonsense is this? I'm sending you to kill them, yet you're prophesying. So I'm sending another group. And he sends another group. And they begin to prophesy. And Saul is saying, no, 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 I'm going to go myself. And he goes himself to Samuel. And the Bible says when he came into the company of the prophets, he undressed himself till he was naked. And he prophesied naked. Because he came into a place where the energy of God was so strong. But his character was wrong. And he had a lifestyle of sin. And it will embarrass you. The, the Holy Ghost will become your enemy. The things of the Spirit will vex you. If you don't have the character to carry that glory. A lot of people are like, Lord, if you can give me a ministry and make me known worldwide. The very thing you would want, you would be, end up hating. If you are not wired to carry the current of energy. So some can have a normal house wire. Others can have three-phase power. So those with three-phase power can carry more electricity. Uzzah, that caught the ark of God. That try to assist God without his permission, try to catch the ark. And the glory of God, the energy struck him dead. Is it God that didn't love him? No. It is a man with a lower state of energy, and his wire, his wiring was not conducted in such a way where it can carry a current. And the ark of God carries current. That the moment he touched it, there was too much power, and he was struck dead. God didn't kill him. The energy of heaven and the current of heaven was too much for him. It's nothing personal, like I say. And when people get too close to power and to the anointing, they short circuits. When they don't go through, and we have certain discipleship processes. You know, I, me, I don't care anymore in terms of, I don't even feel sorry for people with all due respect. When they don't want to do when they want to, a lot of people feel entitled. Then they come to me. No, I want you to this. I'm not going to disciple you. Go to the system. Because I know you're going to short circuit by us. It's nothing personal. But God has put in a system to be discipled, to grow in the word. And, and, until you get to a place where he draws you closer and to the leadership and etc. And, and it can work in the system. But those that want to short circuit or that wants to skip that process, they short circuit. And it's amazing. Only those that go through the process, you see them making it. The others, you don't see them making it. Are, are you guys with me? Enoch had so much power, carried so much energy from heaven, that the Lord said to him, I must rather take you away from here, out of this world, 
because you're now becoming a danger to those around you because the current of energy that you carry can become deadly to those that are around you so let me take you from this when Moses saw God for 80 days fasting and prayer on the Mount of Sinai when he came down the Bible says there was electricity bolts in his face that when they looked at him they saw thunder coming out of his face and the children of Israel millions of them ran 15 miles having diarrhea and throwing up because of a currency that was too much are you guys with me a lot of people want to seek the anointing and power without the relationship with God seek a relationship with him build character build a secret place Satanists will sacrifice, like I said, some of them will eat their own children just for power. Yet Christians cannot even pray an hour a day. Think of it. The reality of it. Let's do introspection. Say to yourself, when did I seek God, get on my knees and sought Him until I feel like I'm so energized, I have met Him. And then say, but, but how much am I complaining of things not going right? Yet there's Satanists that sacrifices blood just to get power. Something has to change. Are you guys with me? God cannot pour out revival because the current will be too strong for many to contain it. It will destroy people and the Holy Ghost will become the enemy. Isaiah 63 verse 10. Are you guys with me? The Holy Spirits, they rebelled against His Holy Spirit and vexed His Holy Spirit. And He turned against them and became their enemy. I have seen the anointing become the enemy of men of God when they lose the, the wiring. And the energy they carried from heaven becomes the energy of sin and death. There's an energy of sin and death that will pull you. And there's an energy of the spirits that will pull you. But unless you propel out of this earth like a rocket propulsion, that when it shoots out of the gravity field of the earth, there's gravity that pulls it down until it breaks the stratosphere or whatever you call it. I'm not sure. And once it breaks that level, it floats. There's no longer gravity that pulls it. But it had to use a certain amount of propulsion and power and energy. Kinetic energy coming together which creates an explosion to get out of the pool of gravity. The same is with the pool of sin and death. It will pull you continually to the world. Unless you say, I'm going to put a lot of power into this to expel my or to propel myself from the law and the energy of sin and death until I'm loosened from it completely. But until then, I will always have a pull towards it. Are you guys with me? Say with me the energy of God. So Jesus made himself of no reputation. Sometimes I think maybe what I'm preaching Maybe it is unnecessarily deep. I'm not, I'm not sure. 
I hope it's, it creates a capacity in you. So I just showed you when we asked people how much, how much, uh, or, or how many people have lied, five raised their hands, or stolen, sorry. Yet you steal time every day from your work. Are you guys with me? And the man has this inclination to stay self-righteous and keep our reputation. And Jesus cannot work with us because he wants you to be of no reputation. And he will give you the name above every name. Put it on for me. I think it is Philippians, maybe 2 verse 9, 2 verse 10. Just Google it and put it up. He made himself of no reputation. There it is, 2 verse 9. Uh, one verse back. Yeah, let's go one verse back more. 2 6. Let me see 2 6. Let's even go 2 5. Let this. Listen to what Paul is saying. You know, we are preaching now, how long is it? An hour and a half. And I can go another two hours, we're not, we're going to pray now. But yet some churches can only preach 28 minutes. On a message they prepared. We should be ministers of life where we can give revelation to people. Without them getting tired. As a rule, listen to this. Let, say with you, let this mind be in me. He says, let you begin to think this way. Have the mind of the Spirit. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, did not consider its robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in, a, in appearance as a man, he humbled, he said with me, humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. The way to power, say with me, is death. When somebody can correct you, you know, if I have to correct my pastors about a situation or something and something in them resists, they do not carry death. There's self and there's pride, and I will fight it. Because we cannot be ministers of life unless we have died to ourselves. Are, are you guys with me? Ministry is not just flake you for the weak. If you enlisted into this warfare, you can't count anything as your own. Your life is not your own. Your life belongs to somebody else which is Jesus Christ, or you must resign. Because there's no place in ministry for selfishness. When I give out, I must continually give out of myself, even out of my pain. 
And it breaks your heart because you're thinking, you know, but this is the price for the anointing. You will be misunderstood. You'll be rejected. Meaning if you're so in love with God, are you ready to be rejected by your family? To be rejected even by your wife or your kids or your husband, your kids. To be rejected by those who, and to even come to a place where it would feel like you're going to lose everything. How hungry are you for God? How do you trust him? Put on the scripture. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. I'm sitting with some Christians that are living in disobedience. All hell is coming against them. I said to the one person, I said, you know, it's not the only thing this is happening is because you're disobedient. You're breaking the laws of God. That's it. That's why it's happening. It's nothing personal. Not that God is against you. You're breaking a law. You're living in disobedience. And the result of disobedience is death. You know people in the world, their life is chaos. If you're in Christ, maybe you don't have money. Maybe things are going chaotic. But you have peace inside of you. You are fulfilled inside of you. Maybe nothing is going wrong, right. But you have peace. People in the world, when they don't have Christ, and there are some sitting here who doesn't have Christ. It's chaotic. It's one beating up relationship to another beating up relationship. One abusive relationship to another abusive relationship. One chaos to another chaos. But when you are in Christ, there's a prince of peace that is on you. It doesn't matter who comes against you, who hits you, who chaos, you have peace. I don't ever want that peace to be taken away. It is the Prince of Peace that is in you. It is a living a life that is fulfilled. Having the ability to put your head on the pillow. You know, when we had nothing, I remember when I had no, we had, I mean, we had a, it was a two bedroom flat, almost no furniture and you have no promise for the future because there's just nothing happening. In ministry in South Africa, oh dear God, not even Americans can make it in South Africa with ministry. One of, I said to one American, please just go back because uh, they're not giving you any honorariums here. They're not paying you. You're not ministering in power. A lot of Americans think I'm going to come and shake South Africa. Oh dear God. And I've seen that over the last 20 years. I have friends and so on that is there. And I'm not saying all, I'm saying just some. Are you guys with me? What I'm saying is that ministry is not easy. And we were, and I remember being in a two-bedroom house. I mean, you just have a bed with a, a, just a normal mattress bed. You don't, you don't have anything, really. But every night when my head would be a pillow, I'd have peace. And I felt fulfilled. There's nothing that can take away the feeling of fulfillment. And if you're not there, you're in the wrong city. 
you are not being energized by God. You have stepped out of the location where God fills you, where He meets with you. And a lot of us want to fix natural things, to think that we're going to feel different spiritually. It doesn't matter what you fix naturally, that fulfillment won't come. It comes by the anointing by peace, being energized by God, living in the right location. Are you guys with me? I'm speaking spiritually, dwelling in the right location, being amongst the right people. What is a city? It is simply a tribe. It is a culture of people where you feel they speak your language. How many people have left our church and they'll go to another? Even myself, I went to, I would visit sometimes another church and I'd be like, oh gosh. You just feel like you are a fish out of water. It doesn't matter how you humble yourself or what you do. Why? God hasn't designed me to be there. You need to find your place where you fit in so that peace can come on you. Are you guys with me? Let's stand to our feet. I want to minister to you and we're going to pray for everyone with anointing service. I hope you are ready to or at least encouraged to receive energy. Listen, how does energy come? Say with me, kinetic power. Many have what we call static power in them potential power and when Paul says I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift or he says be ye partakers or he says to Timothy Timothy stir up the gift that is in you that has been given to you by the laying on of hands stir it up that the moment there's a laying on of hands in a church it's what we call kinetic power. Kinetic power is the thermodynamics of the anointing. It is when one atom is moving in a speed, one particle is moving at a speed, and it is touching another particle that is standing still. That particle it is touching will move at the same speed that the one that it was moving at is moving at. It is a law of thermodynamics. Also, the particle that it touches, it changes the state of being of that particle. It goes from a particle that's dormant to a particle that's suddenly being moved with speed. Say with you, the law of thermodynamics. The anointing is a type of energy from heaven. Energy from heaven that lights you up to move in power. To ignite what God has put inside of you to stir up what God has put inside of you are you guys with me it is by the fire of the Holy Ghost and it doesn't happen God majority uses man to lay hands on people to put that ignition upon them mm. meaning if one man encounters God he can give God to others by the laying on of hands never underestimates the law of importation never underestimates the law of laying on of hands and never think that okay let me just lay hands and leave no save faith when I can say but wait so when I get laid hands on that I want to receive everything that there is for me
Ignite everything inside of me. Are you guys with me? Raise your hands to the Lord, wherever you are. I want to pray for you all just now. We're going to get the ushers. If the ushers can just get ready or so long just before I let you know what to do. Say with the lithium anointing. Stir me up. Energize me. Tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive energy from heaven. The anointing from the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost upon my life in Jesus mighty name change my location change my citizenship out of a city of struggle to a place of victory in Jesus name